Our guest today is Paul Blair. Uh, he is a great American, a great man of God, a personal friend. He is the uh, co-pastor at uh, Liberty Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, Fairview Baptist Church. He also is the founder of Liberty Pastors. It's a wonderful thing. We've had him on before uh, to talk about Liberty Pastors and other things. He's also a former college all-star uh, football player at Oklahoma State University. Uh, he blocked for future Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas. After that, he went to go play for the Chicago Bears, playing under coach Mike Ditka, and uh, alongside Hall of Famer Walter Payton. Uh, he has served as senior pastor of Fairview Baptist Church since 2011, a satellite Liberty Church in Orlando, close by here since 2018. He's also the president of Reclaiming America for Christ and uh, does so much for the kingdom and also for our country and for God's people. Paul, welcome to the program. It is uh, so great to have you. I want to I know uh, Liberty Pastors event is coming up very soon here. Before we get there, though, you know, climate change is all in the news. Uh, we're, we're hearing that mankind is destroying the planet. And we're even hearing some pastors say that Christians have an obligation to bow down to the climate gods and quit the CO2 emissions, surrender to the U.N. Of course, the U.N. is um, helping to lead this charge. What are your thoughts? Does the Bible um, command us to submit to uh, CO2 restrictions and other restrictions on our personal and economic liberties to satisfy the climate? Yeah, it's interesting, Alex, that uh, just after Noah got off the ark, God made a promise in Genesis chapter 8, actually the last verse, said as long as the earth exists, which by the way, you know, God destroyed it once by a flood. Uh, Peter seems to infer that the next time it's purified, it will be with fire by God's specific judgment. However, in Genesis 8, God told Noah that there will be uh, planting time and harvesting time. There will be cold and, and, and hot up until the Lord comes. So this nonsense that man is going to somehow, because we use hairspray and create a hole in the ozone layer, or because we're driving SUVs, is just that. And as you know, it's very specific. Everything is targeted towards the West and towards the United States of America in particular. None of these restrictions apply to India or China. And of course, the main issue is that it's a political issue trying to destroy the free world and bring us down to the level to where we can integrate into a global government. You know, they've only had instruments to measure temperature since the 1880s. And actual scientific measurements over the last 150 years, we've had two cooling periods and two warming periods. And scientists from NASA will admit that based upon the activity of that big orange ball of fiery gas in the middle of our universe, whether there is a solar maxima or solar minima, there are periods of time, sometimes decades, even centuries, where the Earth is warmer and cooler. And historically, as they have looked at going back for the last 2,000 years, there have been at least two periods where the earth has been warmer than it is now, the Roman warming period and the medieval warming period. And then, of course, there was the little ice age where uh, at one time they used to ice skate and have festivals on the Thames River in London. So if there were true scientists out there, they will tell you the truth. And as you uh, touch on this when you are uh, uh, presenting at our, at our pastor's conferences, this is nothing more than a tool that's being used to try to panic, panic us to giving away our liberty and enslave ourselves, just as they attempt to do with COVID. 
Yeah, it, it's such a, a disaster. It's such a train wreck. And uh, as you know, Paul, I was in uh, Egypt just a few months ago for the uh, UN Climate Summit. And the thing that really struck me the most was how, how they're trying to bring all the religions of the world together. On this. In fact, this clown show walked up to the top of what they say is Mount Sinai, and they unveiled the new Ten Commandments of Climate Change. And uh, you know, I, I had an opportunity to speak with some of the UN uh, organizers later. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, we're instituting the new covenant, and uh, we're going to use this new covenant to build the kingdom of heaven here on Earth. And, uh, I mean, it, it, the the level of uh, depravity, the reprobate mind is just amazing. Um, Paul, uh, I want to ask you about this, too. We, we just got out of uh, Pride Month in June, and then it carried into July. Uh, of course, the... Um, the, the guy who, who wears a dress and calls himself Secretary of Health, um, he, he says now it's a Pride Summer. So we got a Pride Summer. Now, you did something that I thought was just extraordinary. You and many other pastors, and I think you've inspired pastors all around the country to do things like this. You guys went to your city council, and, and you confronted the mayor. He had signed some uh, LGBT pride proclamation, and you and a whole team of pastors that you got together there in your community uh, from you know across denominations, uh, all kinds of different theological perspectives, but you all came together and said, this is not appropriate. This needs to stop. Um, what should pastors be doing when this kind of stuff comes to their community? Well, Alex, you're right. It was two years ago, and this community, which I've grown up in, and was very— at one time, we had a cross on our city seal until the ACLU uh, sued back in the early 1990s and forced its removal. But for the first time in history, we had a mayor unilaterally, without consent of the council or approval of the people, just declare that June was LGBT Pride Month. I happened to be with you actually in Orlando the week before we were doing one of our pastors camps down there when this went on. But when I came back, we reached out to some other pastors and we went and politely, but absolutely firmly presented biblical truth to the mayor and the city council and historical truth, the laws of nature and nature's God, the history of America, the fact that this country was built on a biblical worldview. And we presented that to the mayor. We asked him to resent his proclamation, which he is actually, sadly, he's a woke, he's full-blown woke, which is amazing for my community that this man wound up getting elected to office. But he would not rescind the proclamation. However, they have not doubled down. They have not done it again this last June. So we've got a, a group of pastors here in our community, quite frankly, ranging from Catholic to Baptist, a handful, mind you, not all. There are a lot of these guys that are too coward, too cowardly hiding behind their pulpits. But we've got a nice coalition from Catholic to Baptist that are standing up for what God has said about human sexuality. And quite frankly, the whole pride concept is something that blows me away. You know, I was a pretty good student in high school. It's one thing to be named to the National Honor Roll. You know, your parents can take pride in that. You know, as a football player, I was all-conference and all-American candidate, all these things certain something that you might take pride in that accomplishment. But you were talking about a behavior, a deviant, perverse sexual behavior. Exactly what is it that they want us to take pride in? It's not exactly they like they've uh, exercised themselves and become the fastest in a sprint or can jump the highest or throw the football the longest. I mean, it's really just a vile, perverse behavior that they want to force us all to celebrate. Well, I refuse to. Under no circumstances, let God be true and every man a liar. 
Amen, Paul. And actually, uh, here on this program, throughout the duration of Pride Month, we went uh, every single day. We took a verse in the Bible. And I wasn't picking and choosing. I wasn't cherry picking. We just went, what does God say about pride? And every single reference, like, not a good idea. Then you compound that error by celebrating uh, your pride in something that God calls an abomination. And uh, it's just, it doesn't work well. So, uh, you know, these people need love. They need prayers. But certainly they don't need to be uh, in putting this in front of our children. And they certainly don't need to be celebrating their pride in that. Uh, Paul, uh, I, I'm so pleased that you're doing the Liberty Pastors Conferences. In fact, I, I've been beyond honored to be a small part of that, teaching on globalism. You've got one coming up uh, very soon here in Virginia. Uh, I will be there. It's going to be amazing. In fact, my pastor is coming and his wife. Uh, they're going to be there. I'm just so pleased. Uh, tell the folks about the Liberty Pastors. So you, you don't have to live in Virginia. The next one's going to be in Michigan. But tell the folks about this. What are they going to learn? Uh, why should they get their pastor there? Alex, we begin on opening night with this question with all these pastors. Of course, we bring them in. We want to reward them, thank them for their service, provide a little second honeymoon for these pastors as they come and, and have a three-day getaway with fellow pastors. But we start opening night with the question, what part of your life is Jesus not the Lord over? Then we let that hang in the air for a moment. Then we answer it and say, those are the only subjects you aren't supposed to talk about in church. But if Jesus is more than just the Lord of your Sunday morning, if he is the Lord of all of your lives, then we as pastors are supposed to be making disciples 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So everything that we do in life should bring glory to God, as the Apostle Paul told the church in Corinth. So our business ethics should be different. Our work ethics should be different. Our families should look different. How we, how we raise our children should be scriptural. And quite frankly, how we engage this world of civil government which is a, a, an entity that God himself established on planet Earth. So our politics should be different. And quite frankly, although there are many Republicans that are a, a great disappointment, if you look at the platforms and you look at the Democratic Party platform and the things that they promote, Marxism, the LGBT agenda, uh, abortion on demand, you cannot say I am following Christ in my area of politics and vote as a Democrat or even be registered as a Democrat. So we teach pastors to think biblically in the world and the realm of civil government and economics. And then hopefully that's just the beginning. And Alex, we've seen some great testimonies from pastors across the country that have gone home and literally uh, their ministries have been transformed. So I, I invite uh, everybody that's listening to tell their pastor about it. We heavily subsidize this trip. It's only 99 bucks. We cover the rest of it. It's about a $1,500 three day trip. As you said, our next one will be, we're partnering with Liberty University. We'll be doing it in Lynchburg. Then we've got one in a beautiful suburb uh, of Detroit called Plymouth, uh, Michigan. And I just found out a few minutes ago, Alex, I haven't called you on this one yet. It looks like we're gonna be in Hershey, Pennsylvania uh, the first week in November. So we invite everyone that's listening to go to our website, Liberty Pastors. It's either libertypastors.com or .org. They both wind up at the same location. But go there. We've got information about all of our upcoming events and make sure you send your pastor. Plus, we've got all the materials there on our website. Anybody that has an interest can go through these classes for themselves. Yeah. And, and I can tell you folks from having gone to so many of these, 
They are absolutely extraordinary. It's pure biblical teaching on all the issues of the day, the things that we're not supposed to be talking about, but that God expects us to be talking about. Uh, and this is so important for pastors today, folks. Uh, the, the culture around us is crumbling. Your congregation is scared. They're confused. They're wondering what's happening. They need to hear biblical truth. And a great place to get it is at the Liberty Pastor Summit. Um, Paul, you also put uh, your sermons online. I can't recommend highly enough that people check some of those out. Uh, and, and of course, your co-pastor there, uh, Dan Fisher, uh, just a uh, a superhero in my book, a former legislator from Oklahoma, just a, another great American, a great man of God. How can people listen to you guys' sermons and uh, and share those with other people? Well, they can go to our website, libertypastors.com, libertypastors.org, and we've got links there that take you to our church website. And, and we try not to be confusing. We actually have been Fairview Baptist Church for decades, but since we're so active in this Liberty Pastors movement, our, our, our legal name is still Fairview Baptist, but we operate under Liberty Church Edmund, if you're wondering why the confusion was there in the bio. But folks can just remember that libertypastors.com or libertypastors.org, and there you can find links to our church website. All of our sermons are available, and we address all these issues. You mentioned the LGBT issue. I preached uh, messages in June talking about biblical sexuality, as God created us as sexual beings created men as men, as women as women, and gave us the gift of sexual intimacy to be held holy within the bonds and boundaries of marriage. Anything outside of that is a sin. And homosexuality, the Bible itself says, is a sin which violates nature itself. So pastors need to be addressing and discipling and leading and protecting their flocks in all of these areas that we, that we have this debate over today. Amen. And and the flocks are not getting any favors by not hearing certain parts of what God has revealed to us in his word. Uh, Paul, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program today. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you in Virginia uh, in just a couple of weeks. So thank you, sir. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks, Alex. God bless. God bless you, too. All right, folks, get over to libertypastors.org or libertypastors.com. Tell your pastor he needs to sign up. He can take his wife. It's going to be just an awesome time. Uh, great teaching on all these critical subjects that are affecting the church and the world that God specifically addresses in his word. So you want to get them there. Uh, and, you know, I've seen these transformations. Uh, one of the guys who uh, I think will be speaking at the next one, uh, he came to the Liberty Pastor Summit that was done here in Orlando. Uh God kind of convicted him. He decided to run for office. Now he's the mayor of his city, right? And, and why aren't there more pastors who are out there being salt and light, impacting the culture, standing for righteousness? Uh, there's just so much that needs to be done. And I, I believe uh, that one of the reasons our country's in the mess that it's in is because the pulpits have fallen silent um, or, or worse, they're actively hiding the truths that God has chosen to reveal to us in his word. Uh, we are out of time, but I want to thank you so much for tuning in here to the Sentinel Report. Um, God willing, we shall be with you again tomorrow. Uh, until then, go to libertysentinel.org. If you're watching this live, stay tuned. Great stuff coming up. Thanks again for watching. God bless you all. Oh.